Welcome to the Relaxed Dog Podcast. The podcast where the dogs are the stars of the show. Welcome to the Relaxed Dog Podcast, sponsored by the Relaxed Dog. Thank you for listening. I'm your host, Robert Ober, and I hope that you and your dog are well. This week is the last week to vote for last month's I Can't Believe My Dog Ate Something. So head on over to the Relaxed Dog Podcast Facebook group and cast your vote. Got a couple of small items in doggy news and also a trivia question this week for you. Let me know if you think that's worth doing every week. My guest this week is a first for me, the first international guest. His name is Sam Sprunger from the 500 Section Lounge podcast all the way from Auburn, Indiana in the USA. And we're going to talk about Quincy. But first, and coincidentally also from Indiana, a 62-year-old woman is facing a felony count of animal cruelty after she tried to neuter her dog herself. No, no, and no. If you are concerned about any medical conditions that your dog may have, see a vet. Now there are big dogs, and then there's Freddy the Dane. In 2016, Freddie claimed the title of the world's biggest dog in the Guinness Book of Records. His official height was recognised at 7 feet 6 inches tall when standing on his hind legs. Freddie is just about to celebrate his 8th birthday and he is weighing in at around about 95 kilos. Freddie resides in Norfolk, England and is described as a gentle giant. Okay, the trivia question. Yes, it's obviously related to dogs. Now, if I said five names, Santana, Ty, Sam Seven, Boyka, and Ikar, can you tell me what movie am I talking about? I'll post that in the uh, Facebook group. And now on to this week's guest, Sam Sprunger. Welcome everyone to the Relaxed Dog Podcast. I am here today with Sam and we're going to talk about Quincy. Yes. Put us back into why or how or where did Quincy and you connect? Okay, well actually we got to go back even further than... uh, probably good 10 years prior to when I got Quincy and going back a fair bit then. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) There was a TV show when I was growing up called uh, coach here in the United States. And, uh, uh, Craig T Nelson was the coach. Uh, he was a American football coach and uh, his assistant coach had a dog and it was a basset hound named Quincy. And I loved the character, uh, the assistant coach interacting with the dog and I told my mom that day that uh, the, that episode that I saw was it, my first dog that I own as an adult 
will be a basset hound. And if it's a boy, I'm naming him Quincy. So that's kind of where the seed was planted because um, fast forward to when I was 22, getting ready to turn 23, my mom um, tricked me saying that at my brother's house um, that my brother's dog's head got stuck in the, in the fence. And I'm like, well, just lift the fence. It's chain link. What, what is it that I, that I need to do to come do this? And, uh, uh, she said, I, we're, we're just really worried. He's going to, he's going to get hurt. And I'm like, no problem. So I, I worked in a factory and I was coming home and I walked to the backyard and that's when my mom turned around and Quincy was with her. And, uh, oh, nice. so, so I, that was, that was my dog, you know, so she had rescued him. There was, uh, the, the, uh, animal shelter close by to our home and, uh, she was good. She worked in this with the city government and, uh, the, the animal shelter had contacted her because she said, if you ever get a, a full-blooded basset hound, um, that's what I, I want to know. So they contacted her and they waited the seven days that was required and then they adopted Quincy for me. So, um, that's where we made our connection. Oh, nice. So do you know roughly how old Quincy would have been with, um, we, we, we took him to the vet shortly thereafter, um, because he was in sort of rough shape. He was, he was a little emaciated, didn't, uh, hadn't eaten very extremely well. So he was kind of thin. Um, so we wanted to make sure he was good health wise other than that. And, then, mm-hmm. And so we took him and, and the doctor said he, he was about a year and a half to two years old at the time that we got him. Okay. Nice. And you didn't have any other dogs or, or other pets at the time? No, it was just my mom and me that lived together. I was, uh, uh, just had, had, um, stopped going to college for a while and I was trying to, um, you know, start working in the world. So I was still living at home. And, uh, so, we hadn't had an, a, a pet um, since, you know, probably when I was in fifth or sixth grade. So um, it'd been four or five years that, that, or at least a little bit more than that. Shoot, I'm, I'm backdating myself. About eight or nine years, I guess, since we'd had an anim, uh, a pet. So uh, we decided, or she decided that she would allow me to have uh, a dog at her house. So, <laughs> <laughs> so how are the, uh, the first few weeks and months of Quincy's arrival in the household. Oh my, um, you know, honestly, the, he took to me right away. Uh, he knew I was his owner, you know, I guess I was his, his lead dog, I guess, because, um, as soon as he came to me, I walked him home, uh, from my brothers. We were only half a mile away. So we, uh, walked, and we, he tried to sleep on, on the couch with me like he, that day, uh, that we brought him home. So I, I think, I think it, honestly, it was one of those that we kind of knew that we were each other's, uh, we were each other's buddies from the get go. And, uh, really uh nice. there wasn't, there wasn't much, there wasn't much of a, of a kind of feeling out process either. We just, we just kind of really just, we knew we were, we were meant to be with each other. Uh, really nice. So, um, inside dog or outside dog from the start and then has that changed inside inside from the get-go um um i personally i don't hunt i don't uh i i don't you know have any use for dogs outside of them being my pet so a person my personal feeling is my dog's going to be an inside dog he's going to sleep on the couch he's going to get on the furniture 
um, this is his house, you know? Um, and, and that's the way I, I treated it with Quincy uh, was this is my house, but it's yours too, you know? And so we, we, he never went into a cage when I had to go to work. I didn't have to worry about him. He, uh, he was a crazy dog, but I never had to worry about putting him in, putting him in a, in a cage because I thought he would, uh, hurt himself or, or get into something that would, uh, would, would hurt him stuff. He chewed. He was young at that time, you know, when I first got him. So, uh, I knew there was going to be, a, a some process, um, working through that. But other than that, I, I knew that he, he, he understood everything was his. I lived with him. He didn't live with me. All right. So not, not too much furniture loss then. No, no. And you know, honestly, the, the funniest thing that I ever had with him, uh, when it comes to destruction is, and, and it surprised the world out of me because he didn't actually eat it. He, um, this is when I, we moved in, uh, when he came to live with me and my wife, uh, once we got married and moved in, uh, to our house, uh, he, he would grab the bread while he, he would take a loaf of bread and he had free reign through the house. So we have a spare room. He'd take the bread up into the spare room and hide it behind the door and then close the door. <laughs> and so <laughs> he, <laughs> so he didn't destroy. And you know, honestly there was bare, the bag wasn't even broke. That's how gently I think he carried it, but he went, I, he, he, I'm a, and he, he did destroy a five, uh, five pound bag of sugar, white sugar. Um, Ooh. that took a while to clean up, but he didn't just, he didn't devour it as in eating it. He grabbed hold of it because he thought it was a toy and it broke open and all of a sudden stuff started flying everywhere. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, he, he provided me with a lot of good times. It's interesting. <laughs> our, our Doberman Marley sometimes will be sitting in the, in the lounge room. And if she wants mm -hmm. that little bit extra attention, you mentioned the bread, mm -hmm. she'll go into the kitchen and do basically the same thing she'll you know, not that she, she doesn't counter surf normally but if we leave something or like the bread too close every now and then right. she'll go up pick it up and then bring it back to us and then just put it down to say i've got this now give me a little <laughs> bit of attention and same thing no puncture no no mad yep. ripping into it just yep. yes now you've got to, you know, at least acknowledge that I've done the wrong thing. <laughs> <laughs> at least tell me no, because yeah. then you're giving me a little bit of attention. You'll pet me. And there we go. Oh, Quint, I, I, from what I understand, and though this was in the, the time before, uh, before internet, cell phones, smartphones, extreme. I had a, you know, one of those old phones, uh, you know, the first cell phones. And so there wasn't internet. So I did some research and, and I found out that Bassett's normally have a little bit higher of a separation anxiety than like I, from what I understand, I guess most dogs have it, but for some reason, Bassett hounds are at a, at a level that it's more, a little more hyperactive to where they absolutely think you're never coming back. So I think Quincy was just taking it for, I need to hide this for later. I don't know why, if he didn't think we were coming back, he's the only dog there at that time. So I really don't know why he was hiding the bread, but mm -hmm. But I, I don't, I, maybe he was hiding it for later. And I just, I, I looked at the, the counter and said, I know we had a loaf of bread, another loaf of bread here and looked around, looked around. And I walked upstairs thinking, why in the world am I coming upstairs? 
And I don't know why, but I walked into the spare room and I'm like, Quincy does like to hang out here because the sun will come in the, the window and he'll lay in the, in the sun. He loved laying in the sun. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and I turn around and I see the door shut and I'm like, there's no way. And, and I'm talking shut as in all the way open, but leaning, you know, hitting the, hitting the wall. So, so there's a little triangle corner uh, in the corner there. And I said, there's no way he did that because I always leave it left it wide open. It never was closed. And I sure enough, I, I pulled the door away. Oh, open it. there's the bread in the corner. And so he had nosed it open, took the bread in, laid it down and then pushed the door shut back. <laughs> it was, it was, it was, I, I laughed very hard with that. Mm-hmm. So where about, was it a, like where you live there, rural, semi-rural or, or city or? Um, well, we live in a, in a, a city that's about 12,000 people. Um, so it's, it's relatively small in the grand scheme of what you would think of a city, but it's, uh, it's bigger than the, it's about six times bigger than the town that I grew up in. So, which is where Quincy started living with me was in the town where I grew up in. And then we moved, uh, to where we are now. And, uh, uh, shoot, I want to say Quincy was about six years old when we moved here and we've been here 15 and he, he, he made it here in, in Auburn with us. He made it, I want to say 10 years, I think. So I think he was almost 17 years old when, uh, when we had to put him down. Okay. Um, so with the, the transition, uh, mm-hmm. did the guessing was he out and about more when going for walks and things like that in more of a rural area, and then they had to adapt to a little bit more city life, or um, unfortunately or fortunately, no, because we lived in town at least, even in the smaller town. So it was a, a an adjustment in the aspect that there was more traffic, more people, but he still had that uh, that city feel or that town feel at least to where he knew traffic and he knew, you know, how close cars could get and he'd be okay type thing. He didn't have to, to kind of learn, uh, the bigger city life because it's not, while it is six times bigger, it's still kind of a, a rural town city or, you know, a bigger rural town. town have, so like some favorite walks or favorite areas that you took him to? Oh shoot. Yes. And, uh, he, uh, we we have a, a cemetery. I know it sounds kind of morbid, but um, it's it's all enclosed, so we can actually take our dogs, and you know, respectfully, but at least give them some area to run, um, because we don't have a lot of open, just open space that's fenced in. Because especially with with basset hounds, as they take off, you know, they get a scent, they take off. Mm-hmm. Which there are plenty of good stories about Quincy taking off uh, on me, but. Uh, I can share that in a little bit. There's a, there's a, there's a funny one that deals with where uh, the town that we live or this house that we live in now. Um, but the, but the cemetery, he really liked going to the cemetery. Not, not that he would hike his leg or, you know, do anything disrespectful, but he just liked sniffing. And yeah, so he yeah. would just walk up and down those aisles, just back and forth because there are visitors. So there's different scents that come with each of those, Absolutely. each of those stones. And uh, he just really loved the cemetery could be a uh, different sort of connection there as well. Yeah. Yeah. So you just mentioned that, that he uh, did the occasional running off. Yes. 
Um, we have a, a, a latch and, and uh, gate system that kind of, it's kind of, it, it gets caught. Sometimes it'll match just right and it won't shut. So you think you've got it shut, but it won't latch all the way. And uh, Quincy was one of those that he wouldn't try to push the doors open, but if he was sniffing and his head hit it and it popped open, he'd go for a walk. <laughs> and uh, there was one night, uh, and so we always made sure we, we would tell our guests and, and you know, even ourselves, hey, make sure you get the gate shut. Just make sure you get the gate shut. And uh, this was before we added our, our second Basset Hound. So Quincy was the only one and I had a buddy over and it was a, an evening that we, we had some beverages and we were, uh, you know, kind of, uh, just joyous and stuff. And mm -hmm. my, my buddy didn't get the gate latched. So, uh, we went, you know, probably a good 30 minutes before we realized the gate was open. So, okay, here I am a couple too many, so I'm not going to drive. So I've got to walk and find them. That's fine. Well, I always put him on a, uh, a chain, like his collar was a chain mm -hmm. and he'd have the, uh, the dog tags that jingled. So I could hear him anywhere. Um, and his favorite spot was the backside, the, uh, the, the street behind us. So I immediately went to that street and I'm walking down the, and it's 1130, 12 o'clock in the, you know, at night. So, uh, you know, on the 12 hour clock um about, about midnight and uh so i don't want to yell so i'm like quincy quincy <laughs> and i can hear his 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 collar jingling so i stop looking around his jingle stopped so i start walking a little bit more yelling Quin or you know yelling i use air quotes with that yelling quincy quincy and I can hear the jingle again. So I stop walking and it stops. And I'm like, where in the world is this dog? And I just happened to turn around. He was following me, behind <laughs> me on the street. And he's just looking at me like, well, I heard you call me. What do you need? <laughs> so it, it was, he, he was, he, and I couldn't do it. I couldn't be mad at that. As soon as I realized he had walked in behind me. We, I was like, come on, let's go home. And he followed me right, right in tow. I, it's, it was amazing. It was one of the funniest times I've had as a dog owner. And I've had some pretty funny times, uh, you know, funny things that have happened as a, as a dog owner. Like my dog now, uh, one of my Basset Hounds has a Facebook page. I mean, I, I love my dogs. So, but mm -hmm. Quincy, that, that episode with Quincy was probably the funniest one that I've had. So, just uh, sort of like casting back when to your original sort of like ideas and, and when you saw the episode on TV with Quincy, yeah. do you think you could like draw on any parallels with the TV Quincy to yours? Yeah. Well, yeah, because uh, the, the, the Basset Hound on the show, whenever the assistant coach would leave the room and, and it was funny. The reason why it caught me is I love the, the short legs the long ears, but Luther, which was the coach, uh, the assistant coach in the show would always pull him around in a, uh, a red wagon. And so you'd only see about this, mo the, the very, his chin up, uh, most of the time from Quincy in the, in the show, but Luther would leave the room and Quincy would be in by himself in the room by himself. And you'd hear, and then you'd walk in or they the character would walk back into the room and the room would be trashed 
and there's Quincy back in back in his in his uh, wagon. My Quincy was very similar in the aspect of that's where the the broken bag of sugar, you know he 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 was running he whenever I'd come home, uh, we lived in a in a, a mobile home, which you walk in about halfway into the into the the mobile home, and he's got eighty feet from one end to another, and he would take he would run five, six times at full speed, just bellering back and forth as he ran off his steam like he was so happy to see me home. Mm-hmm. But he, he demolished the bag of sugar while I was gone at work. So I, I can see that parallel that, that they did it very, very well. <laughs> they, they, had, they had Bassett demeanor down very well. <laughs> so, uh, Quincy, have any like, favorite toys and you know, he, he was not a toy dog. Um, I, I have a couple of pictures where he had one of the rope bones that we'd bought him in the past and, and things like that. But that wasn't even why he, he wasn't playing with it when I took those pictures just to play with it. We had already, we had introduced our second uh, bass. Um, Quincy was about, I want to say seven years old or so when we introduced Wrigley, uh, our second bass. Well, Wrigley loved toys. So he would go around and grab every toy he could. So I, I have pictures of Quincy with the toys that we had bought him a few years earlier in his mouth simply because he didn't want Wrigley to have them. Mm-hmm. He, was, he, was, he, was, he was funny in that aspect. He, he wasn't being mean about it. He was just like, no, you're not going to have this rope bone. This one's mine. You know? And then after Wrigley, I was like, okay, I don't get it. He would lay it back down and walk away from it with no interest. Just kind of to, to kind of say, this is mine. This is my house understand that these toys are mine, even though you're playing with them. Um, But at the same time, he, he would play with Wrigley. So, uh, and Wrigley was just one of those. And I know I'm introducing a second one, but uh, Quincy was the only dog that Wrigley loved. So that's why I brought up Wrigley in that aspect is Quincy was, there were dogs that, like I said, Wrigley didn't get along with any. My in-laws have dogs that hated Wrigley. They loved Quincy. Quincy was like the, the just that that dog that everybody loved cats weren't even afraid of him and quincy wasn't mad at cats he did he's just like hey you know what you do your thing i'm gonna do my thing ah sounds very nice and laid back so i'm guessing no no issues when when wrigley was introduced into the household well we kind of we kind of did that slowly um we brought him home uh wrigley was another rescue in the aspect that uh he was a foster dog um and and we had to rescue we had to rescue him we we rescued him through adoption and uh so we we brought quincy uh, we brought quincy outside to him to wrigley so he could at least meet him there and quincy was uh, literally sniffed him licked his forehead turned around and walked away (laughs) (laughs) it was kind of one of those that we we assumed that if he didn't growl and bark at him and try to, you know, hurt him, that I think he was going to be okay with him. And, and Quincy never, they never actually had any fights. Oh, nice. so it, it was, it was, it was always kind of, well, and I, I had, a, I had a, a, a son, a, ba- a young son. Um, they were ba- basically, uh, my son was born July 9th and I got Quincy on July 25th. So they were kind of born into my family about the same time. So, um, Quincy kind of knew that how to be kind of gentle with the young, 
younger beings. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he, he would allow, he would allow my son to yank his ears and, and things like that. We only had one time ever that we, uh, we had any issue and it was because I surprised, I was holding my son. I was surprised him when I sat down next to him and he snapped at me and we had, that was the only time we had ever entered any issue. And, uh, after that he realized, well, you know what, that little boy he's holding is pretty important. And from that day on, we never had any issue whatsoever with Quincy. Ah, really good. Yeah. Cause it's like hit him with a double whammy. Hey, I've got a new four legged friend and a right. two legged friend in the house. Right. Like, big change right. is happening here. Oh yeah. And he, he was, he was great at taking, taking things in stride. I think he sensed if, if I was okay with it. And I think that was the connection that we had. We had that connection right at the beginning that kind of, he trusted that if I was okay with it, he was going to be okay with it too. Very laid back. So it did uh, have any weird habits or anything like that at all for a, that you would think for a dog? Weird habits. I could say he, he was a prankster. I, I really can tell you that there was a couple of different times and, uh, the one, the one that really stands out other than the bread, um, we, I w I was single still were, you know, I was still in that process of still living at home with my mom and everything, but he would, he, occasionally he would need to go outside. So, and at this, uh, at where we lived, we had to take him out. And so I had to get dressed and take him out on a leash and everything. So, um, when he woke me up, I knew it he had to go. So, mm-hmm. um, I think he realized that every time that he did that, I got up snips just as quickly as possible. And, uh, he did it one, one late night. It was probably two o'clock in the morning and he woke me up. He weighed 60 good pounds. He had his front paws on my chest and his nose was right close to my nose. <laughs> and he, he didn't growl. He didn't whine. He snored. So I hear, <clears throat> And it, you know, it's happening right in front of my face. So I wake up and I'm like, wow. And he did it again. I'm like, okay, he's got to go to the bathroom. So I put on a sweatshirt, put on, uh, you know, start go, go out to the, the living room to put my shoes on. Normally he followed right behind me and I'm looking, I'm like, he's not here. So I walk back into my room and he had decided that was when he was going to roll around in my bed. He just wanted me to move. He didn't want to go outside. He realized that every time that he got on my chest and snored at me, I would get up and take him out. Well, he wanted me out of the way because he wanted to roll around the bed. And so um, <laughs> I, I looked at him and I said, oh, no. And he he – he kind of looked at me like, "Uh oh, am I in trouble?" And I just laid back down. It was two o'clock in the morning. I was ready for bed. You know, I was sleeping already. So, um, but the other one time, and, and this is why I think he's a prankster. I totally think uh, he did all this on on purpose. He never would sleep under my blanket. He would always be over top. Mm-hmm. And one time, he decided he wanted to be under under the blanket. Well he laid on it and it kind of wrapped under him and I'm like, oh. and he was already snoring. So I'm like, well, I'll just cover up. And I woke up about, I don't know how much later after, uh, into the night I woke up and he had wrapped himself like a burrito 
in the blanket and i had had i had just a little like corner of the blanket over me i'm like mm-hmm. and he's again his nose is sticking out the end and he's snoring he's but he's snoring because he's sleeping he just oh jeez so i went and got a different blanket because he was he 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 was a, he was a funny funny dog i think that was his unusual i've never met a dog that had kind of a personality of being so playful, but kind of like a, almost the dog equivalent of a dry humor because he would do it at the most inopportune times. Like you wouldn't think he was doing it and he was doing it. He he was just being funny (laughs) or maybe I'm overthinking it. I don't know. I, 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 I truly think that dogs have personalities in the aspect of having sense of humors too, because I I just think they have to. (laughs) Oh, oh, why not argue that at all? Or, or at least that with uh, our interpretation of humor and they just think, right. yeah, I'm just, I'm just doing it, you know? Right, right. It's funny to us. And so you've got to think that, you know, they're playing. So whether or not it, you know, I guess if they, uh, they play and they get yelled at, they understand that that's not them playing anymore, I guess. I don't know. But I just, Quincy was so funny when it came to that aspect of, uh, he knew when to, uh, you know, I'd, I'd be talking to him or something and he, he didn't like touching too much, which was kind of, kind of what I wanted. I, I didn't want a dog that had to be a lap dog, but would be once in a while, I guess, mm-hmm. you know, to be able to come over, see me hang out and would rather sit next to me than on top of me. Mm-hmm. And, uh, um, that was exactly what Quincy was. He, uh, you knew when he was on you, like if he came up to you on the couch and like I said, you know, with all my dogs, it's their house too. So they, they get, uh, they get, uh, free reign of being on the, on the couches too. And, uh, when Quincy would come up and put his front paws on your leg, you knew because he was a little heavier. He was a lot, he was very compact for his size, but yet you knew, Hey, okay, you need to go out. And most of the time that's what it was. He was just coming to let you know, Hey, I need to go. Okay, let's go. Most of the time, though, he'd sit right next to you, and that's that's what I loved about it. Some people have maybe concerns with, say, breeds like Bassets because of, say, large ears. Did Quincy ever have any sort of, like, medical issues, ears or otherwise? <sighs> the medical issue he ran into, and I found it with Basset Hounds because uh, Wrigley, our, our second Basset Hound, we actually had to put down before we did Quincy because um, they have long long spines. And their legs are short and their mass is so heavy that they, they uh, have the tendency or capability of rupturing discs in their back mm-hmm. easier. So if they, if they jump just right, even, I mean, it, it happens in schnauzers or wiener dogs or whatever as well, but, but bassets are kind of the same build, but just in the bigger size, obviously. And uh, that's what I ran in with, uh, with the first two is Quincy hurt his back once. And he learned from it. Now Wrigley hurt it, you know, had had hurt his back to where it was kind of hurting him. But he he as soon as it started to feel good, he'd be back to his normal all over the place. But Quincy, once he hurt his back and he got to feeling better, he went into slow motion. And I I did not hate it at all. Because he he taught me patience when it comes to um, we have we have an upstairs is where our bedroom is and and when whenever I would Quincy would go to bed at the same time we did we normally would just let him sleep downstairs and then whenever he was ready he'd come up but 
if he'd go to bed, I'd always follow him up mm-hmm. and he took his time. Uh, and nice, yeah. you know what? He taught me patience because I never, ever said, come on, let's go. Because I knew that they have bad backs because of, you know, being in a hurry or, or moving too, too fast when they're not ready to or whatever. So he taught me that. And Clark, who is my, my current male, he's an 80 pound basset hound. So he's even heavier and he's slower and more methodical. And I looked at him and I said, Quincy taught me to be patient for you, Clark. That's what he did. I truly feel that the, you know, the things interconnect and Quincy t- taking his time at, you know, for the last seven years of his life helped me understand patience of making sure the dog can take his time going upstairs. And so Clark has, has that, uh, Quincy to thank, I guess, for that lesson for me to have learned rather than going, come on, Clark, let's hurry up and go upstairs. You know, I'm like, yeah, take your time. I know you'll get up there eventually and I'm right behind you. There are so many subtle little things that uh, they do teach us that we don't really think about till later. Yep. yep. Absolutely. And uh, it, it's unbelievable that every one of my Basset hounds that I've had, I can see some aspect of Quincy in each of them. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is all three of them, all three of them, other than, you know, I have had four total, but all three had significant time with Quincy. So I think they learned those things in those times that they had with him. And, and I honestly think that Quincy is the reason why I've owned four, you know, uh, absolutely. Because I, I can, he, he, he bred that love of that style of dog. Um, yeah, they're messy. Yeah. They slobber. Um, that's nothing that some paper towel or a, or a junk towel can, can clean up, you know, and wipe off his face or wipe off her face. Um, because I have a male and female now and you know, it's just, they're, they're so loving. That's why I love them. And, and Quincy set the bar so high, but made it possible for me to say, okay, Hey, I saw that in Quincy when, when he was, you know, Clark's age or whatever. So, um, Clark or Quincy, Quincy started a, a, a trend in my family that, uh, uh, he actually, my mom got a basset hound because of Quincy. Um, one of my best friends from, from my childhood, um, he had a basset hound. I mean, and it was because they saw what type of dog Quincy was. That did uh, you become a member of any sort of like basset clubs or anything like that? Or did Quincy sort of like just hang with anyone and everyone? Quincy hung out with every single animal that he... he all of my dogs other than Quincy bark at people walking by Quincy would just sit there. Like if you didn't know Quincy was standing at the door or like on the, on the fence line, we have a picket fence right next to the sidewalk. You might be scared because you didn't hear him. You like, you see him and go, Oh my God, what is that? And then you realize it's just Quincy standing there (laughs) sniffing. So he didn't, he, we didn't, we didn't have, and see that's the drawback of being in such a small town uh, in the aspect of, there's not a lot of people that have basset hounds nearby. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, and this was Facebook groups didn't really exist to where you could kind of, you know, coordinate meetings or anything, or if they did, I didn't pay attention to them until, you know, well past, um, well past that time. I, I mean, they, they exist now, but my two dogs shoot, they get along with every single dog too. They just bark at them though. Mm-hmm. Um, so Quincy wasn't, 
he, the very first time he ever got out, he ended up befriending another stray dog <laughs> while he was out. And they ended up at some lady's um, real estate uh, office. Like, 10 blocks away <laughs> and checking and, out and, you know, if there's any nice uh, block, blocks of land to, to I guess <laughs> yeah, maybe a dog park was in mind, I guess. I don't know, but yeah, the, she called because we, again, we had, we had his, his rabies shots tag and then an ID tag and uh, I had my cell phone number on it and she called me. She said, I think I have your dog. And I said, it, is it a basset hound? He said, or the lady was like, well, we've, I've got a basset hound and some other dog. I'm like, I don't have another dog. <laughs> I said, I, I have the Basset Hound. I said, the tag should say Quincy on it. And she said, yep, that's him. She said, he came wandering up with a, this other dog. I'm like, well, you're going to, I don't, I, I said, I can come get my dog. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, 10 blocks away, he ended up just wandering and meandering back and forth and, and ended up uh, that, the, the, that's the crazy thing about Bassets is when they get out, you don't know which way the scent they grabbed took them, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and the, and the crazy thing about that is they can be on the one scent and go, Oh, that's a better scent and go in a totally completely different way. And, uh, I've lucked out in the aspect. I have not lost a dog yet. No, I know that. I know. <laughs> I, I know that sounds, uh, well, you shouldn't ever lose it. Well, <laughs> basset hounds are a little bit, a bit, a little bit crazy. They, uh, they have a, a, a very, high sense of smell and and they they have the crazy ah i'm going that way i'm going that way on any scent they get mm -hmm. did you utilize that in any sort of like a uh, training or obedience for, you, for yourself you know i didn't you know and and the thing is is i didn't really even think about it on my current two until i thought wow it's really probably too late now <laughs> they're it's they're never, seven years never, old well, never too late well, well, I'm, I guess I mean in the aspect of having them just trained from the get-go, you know, they're seven years old. I, I've actually considered that because these two are a little crazier than my other two, um, but, they, but they're really good dogs. And so I haven't, I haven't actually done it, but I have considered it. Okay. Uh, there's a whole lot of stuff that you can probably uh, look up as far as getting the dogs to use their noses and yeah. training and all sorts of fun activities that you can do with that. Yeah. I, uh, like I said, I, I've, I've considered a lot lately because they've gotten out. We've got, uh, four boys here and, uh, ranging from 13 years old to five and they don't always get the gates shut. So, <laughs> um, luckily we normally find them and catch them before they get two blocks away the dogs, but, uh, but I I've given it a thought because of them not being able to, uh, get the gate shut all the time. Mm -hmm. How was, uh, Quincy say, uh, grooming wise, he, he enjoy having a bath or, um, let's say it this way. He didn't like getting into the tub. He didn't like getting into the tub, but he loved the warm water, especially on his back after he's had a walk or something, you know, that, that back, it was sore for him the rest of his life. And, and he probably, he probably hurt his back. Um, I'd been married maybe two or three years. Um, and we're getting ready. So for about, for about 
eight years in his life of his 16 and a half years, uh, he had a bad back and it was sore. If you picked him up the wrong way, you know, and, and just tweaked it in the wrong, wrong way, he, he would let you know it hurt. He wouldn't nip at you, but he, he'd let you know. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you really got to, especially with basset hounds and, and the, I guess those longer dogs that have longer trucks, you got to make sure you support that back right near the back haunches Absolutely. when you're picking them up. Because if you don't, then you're putting that unwanted pressure on that back. And, and occasionally I would not get it in the right spot or maybe I twisted him just right whenever I was picking him up to put him in the, in the car because we'd all, uh, we'd take our dogs. We take our dogs to uh, the in-laws. So Quincy would always make the trip. He loved riding in cars. That was one thing that uh, um, he loved going on just um, county road rides. So, you know, the open county, you know, open, uh, the open uh, back roads. He, he loved just riding and it was normally a buddy of mine and me that would go to, we'd chase storms or whatever, you know, it just, you know, whatever, you know, we were doing i don't even really just random hey we want to pass some time let's chase this storm and quincy would ride shotgun right in the middle between us mm-hmm. just cruising along and he loved he loved watching watching the world uh happen so oh yeah yeah he was a special dog and and uh even even my buddy and, and my mom and uh my nephew who was uh really really close to him we still talk about quincy and uh he's been gone for about i think uh three years with this past may i mean i remember the date because uh he he was uh he was around before uh my wife he was around before i met my son my son was born but i didn't meet him until he was about a month old and uh, uh so like he was he was around when those monumental things happened mm. and uh he was more than just a, a, a dog uh, or a pet even i he was he was my buddy he was my number one guy you know we hung out uh there were days that uh you know and i'm not bemoaning the fact but i would didn't have anything to do on a on a friday night or whatever Quincy and i had to hang out and watch tv or we would you know sit out on the patio together you know he was he was my buddy well, absolutely like like so many of them are that's yeah <laughs> sorry <laughs> yeah no no yeah it, it, to this day uh i'll have me- i'll have uh dreams that include quincy and i i think that's uh the 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 cosmic way of of basically telling me that he's still around he's he's there with oh, yeah. me and uh you know that that never will change and uh uh so and it's and and there's subtle appearances in in my in my dreams it's not that he's the main character of my dream, but he's laying on a dog bed in the corner. And I know that's Quincy, you know, um, he had one little white spot. He was a tricolored basset hound and he had one little white spot on his back, right in the middle of his back down near his tail in the middle of the black fur. So like that was, there was one time that I lost him or that he had gotten out and I couldn't find him. So I had to end up calling the, the, the police to let them know to be on the lookout for him. And they said, does he have any identifying marks? I said, he's got one white spot in the middle of the black fur near his tail. So, I mean, I knew I've known in my dreams that that's Quincy because of the white spot right on the tail. Okay. So did he get and picked so, up by the police? Um, no, honestly, uh, <laughs> uh, like about 10 minutes later, somebody called because they found him and, and they found his, and Quincy didn't run. 
So if you walked up to him, he was gonna he was gonna just come see you. He was gonna sniff your foot, and then you could look at his his tag, and the, then they called. So they had a clean, uh, no. clean rap sheet. That's right. He didn't have any any time in the clink. I asked this of all my guests. Uh, if you have to complete the sentence, I can't believe my dog ate. Oh well, I can't believe my dog ate my snickerdoodles, and there's a story behind this. So sorry, I just have to say snickerdoodles. What? Is oh yeah, snickerdoodles. <laughs> they're my cook. Uh, they're are a, a sugar cookie mm-hmm. that has been rolled in cinnamon and sugar. Okay. And then baked. So then the cinnamon and sugar bakes into it. They're one of my favorite cookies. And I had brought a dozen home from my mom's house. And it was when Quincy was still kind of, kind of active. He didn't like jumping up too much, but he would jump up if he, if he knew there was some food. Well, it was in a a plastic handled bag on the, on the table. And evidently it was too close. He grabbed that bad boy and ripped that open and ate my snickerdoodles. Oh. I'm not very happy. <laughs> he ate my cookies. <laughs> Any ill effects from from that? You know, honestly, I was waiting for him to to you know vomit or something. And nope, not a bit. Quincy looked at me and was like, "Yeah, I ate him. What of it?" And <laughs> I didn't. I didn't run into anything other than my contempt for him eating my cookies. He was, he was, it's, it's amazing that you can have a love for an animal. Um, not, not that it's impossible. It's just that, and you can, you can totally know that they, they love you back. Um, Quincy, Quincy taught me a lot of things growing up and, and that's what, what I miss greatest about it is we, uh, we learn from one another, uh, patience. You know, I learned patience from, from Quincy and I think he learned that, that, that unconditional love. And I, I think he knew that I cared about him and I cared about my son. So it was kind of the transferred, if you love him, I love him too. And, uh, that, that's, uh, that takes you a long ways in the world. And I've kind of learned that through the, through the process of, of growing older um, with, with, with him around. And then, uh, you know, since then is, you know, if, if somebody finds some greatness in somebody you love, then you know what, if you think they, if I love you and you love them that much, uh, I, I can love them too. And, and Quincy's done that. Uh, uh, he's gotten me through some, some hard times, uh, with, with that kind of thought process. I know it's kind of deep on, uh, and can maybe maybe even some people think that's silly, but uh, um, I think dogs are, are a little bit more receptive than uh, than what a lot of people want to give them credit for. Absolutely, and I definitely think it, a whole lot of more people should take uh, lead from the sentiments that you just said. Yeah, if there's a, it doesn't need to be a specific reason for love, but if another being shows that then then follow and i think yeah. the world would be a much better place oh absolutely um now that's not to say i don't think there's a lot of good things happening in this world but uh there's still things that we need to learn you know and uh you know why can't we get that off of a off of a, a dog um while they are an animal they're still part of our family and we should we should be able to learn from 
from anybody or any being or anything um, life lessons. So I, I wholeheartedly think that dogs are, are here for that reason as well. Absolutely. Well, thank you again very much for, for sharing. The, the no problem. Yeah. It, it, it's not often that I get to sit and talk for an hour about them. And, and it's, it's, it's great because I honestly, if you, if you had more questions, I would be able to talk longer, but, uh, I, <laughs> I, I think you probably got a lot more going on on a Saturday than, uh, listening to, to, to me talk about, about Quincy. But, uh, yeah, I appreciate you letting me come on and talk about him. It's always nice to be able to recall a great friend and, uh, that's exactly what he was. Ah, no, look, sure. And the, the, the pleasure is mine. And I'm sure. Is there anything that you want to, uh, plug? Yeah. Sure, why not? We, uh, I actually uh, host a, a podcast with a couple of other buddies. Uh, we, it's called the 500 Section Lounge, and what we do is we, we have interesting people on. We, we like to laugh. We like to joke around, and I think you probably can catch that from, from just talking to me uh, that I, I like to laugh. I like to have a good time, and, and so do the other two that, that host it with me. And uh, you can find us on Twitter. It's uh, at 500 underscore section. If you want to go on to Facebook, 500 section lounge, we're on Instagram five at 500 section. Um, you can access our website uh, from any of those. I would give the link, but it's really long and, and I'd rather just get you to those, to those social medias and then jump to the website from there. There's a bunch of stuff there. No, oh, thank you very much again. Yeah, no problem. I appreciate it. Thank you very much for listening. I truly hope you enjoyed the show. Please feel free to tell a friend. A little shout out also to the listeners in San Jose from the United States and also from Mountain View in the United States. Until next week, stay safe and remember, your dog is family. <laughs>